key. All right. Harmonic yeah, balls. That's great. Harmonic yeah, balls. Put them in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I definitely <laughs> read for that. Mouth. Put them in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome to another Random Rolls podcast where a filthy crew of animals get together and put balls in their mouths. Put them in their mouth and suck them. Yeah, well, uh, well, we don't. Well, some might. I don't know. Do what you guys want, but we're here to play uh, some tabletop roleplay games. Every month or so, we'll showcase Wait, a different tabletop. We're not role- here for balls. <laughs> God damn it. We're here to play tabletop role playing games, Randy. Um, put 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 balls in your mouth when we're not playing. Okay. Or uh, yeah, it'd be hard to record if, if you had balls in your you mouth. You got it, right now, El so. Capitan. <laughs> so it yeah. just takes practice <laughs> to come because they can't talk to the balls in your mouth like this. That's uh. <laughs> Practice. That was good role playing. (laughs) Thank you. Do I get a noble? No. Boo, man! How? But I just had your balls in my mouth. Come on. No, you didn't. We're playing remotely. How do you know? uh, Acting. (laughs) Speaking of acting, we're terrible at it. Um, We're not really here to 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 say that we're good at it, or uh, or otherwise. We're just here to shamelessly play um, Pathfinder Second Edition. And talk about the uh, top tier shit, dick and butts. Top tier balls in your mouth, balls in people's mouths, uh, balls and butts, balls, balls, balls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, Completely you kinda, my kinda got off the rails. Uh, God damn it! <laughs> I know, right? Balls right? can't it's be okay. a Hear about Robert? He had a mental uh, come on, Yes, and <laughs> start foaming at the mouth. It's all good though, because we're playing make believe, and anything can happen. Including that's not foam. It's <laughs> <laughs> not foam. Well, it could be a type of foam, <laughs> right? It if, is uh, frothy. If you gurgle it enough. You know, I've seen videos. It uh, can get pretty, pretty frothy. Put, top that. Put that on top of your favorite smoothie. I'm pretty sure I have no idea what you're talking about. So maybe you, I don't know, yeah. spread some links around. I don't know. <laughs> sure, uh, just for research, of course. <laughs> God damn it. I don't know how much of this I'm going to keep in. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Probably not good to keep any keep of that. Before the, uh, the, the after dark episode. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Anyways, god damn it. <laughs> do, do, do you want us to count over? No. Do you want no. us to count over? No, no, good. don't worry about it. It's all good. I'll keep yes. some of that. All right. But, um, <laughs> intro, restart, take two. Balls. Uh, speaking of balls. Uh, we've teamed up with the ballsiest dice, uh, shop around. Dice Legion. DiceLegion.com. Check them out. They're our preferred internet shop for our inner dice goblin. From acrylic, resin, metal, and all dice goblin accessories. If you use the coupon code DEATHDREAMS, you'll get 10% off your entire checkout. And you can do that every time you check out. So, uh, do that. It'll let them know that we sent you and, uh, uh, we'll we'll get uh we'll get some shekels thrown our way to to keep this podcast going. Is it true that their dice are cream filled? Uh, they might have some cream filled dice. Okay. They will after I'm done with them. Well, any dice can be cream filled if you try hard enough. Anything can be cream filled if you <laughs> just believe. Try hard. <laughs> just believe. Put some put some hip thrust into it, and you can cream fill anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
What is a van? So, uh, yeah, this is wow. So I was just talking about with a fucking pastry tool, but you're all like, man, penises. Okay. Is that what you call your dick? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's not go down this uh, this ball road again. Uh, speaking of ball roads, we are. Yeah, the no, first, I think we're coming up the shaft at this. The first point. official podcast, actual play podcast, to be sponsored by Fleshlight. Uh, so congratulations. <laughs> oh, I did not see no, that. I'm just kidding. I wish. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I mean, why can you, not? Can you yeah, sure, imagine it's probably the, some pretty good the actual like fan base of Flashlight? <laughs> Adamandeve.com. Right. <laughs> Dude, they'll sponsor anything. Pretty much. Yeah. Maybe I should right. reach out to them. Please do. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I love a sixty percent discount. I'm your Creamfield game master, uh, Robert, and I'm here to run uh, this filthy crew of animals through a, a game, an adventure even called Age of Worms. <gasps> it is a third edition uh, adventure path written in the Dungeon magazines, the Dungeon and Dragon magazines. I had a whole collection of them as I was growing up. And um I think I said it last time. My mom ended up throwing my entire collection away along with a slew of comics while I was away at college because she had no idea how much they meant to me. Uh And amongst those Dungeon and Dragon magazines was this uh, campaign setting, uh, Adventure Path of Age of Worms. And um yeah, I, uh, I've always wanted to run it. So I decided to use this as an excuse to do that. And we're doing it within the Pathfinder 2nd Edition rule set. Because why the fuck not? I like Pathfinder, I like 1st Edition, and I like 2nd Edition. I don't play enough 2nd Edition, so uh, here we are. Uh, a little preface for this is that uh, the player characters here are uh, dual-classed, because this is touted as one of the most dangerous adventures that any PCs can run through. And it being second edition, it's a pretty deadly game in and of itself. Uh, so I figured why not give them a little bit more of a chance to survive. So dual classing, I've read is the way to go. And there's some specific rules to it in the game mastery guide available at paizo.com or at your local game store. So, um, support them. Support Paizo. I love the work that Paizo does. I've been a long time fan. Um, and I think a lot of us here are, especially, um, Two out of three, three of the four players here. Should probably let them introduce themselves. Um, so I'll just uh, call one of you out. Uh, just uh, state your name. Let's do a little bit of your character introduction too, but let's not get into descriptions. Just do who you are, who you're playing, their ancestry, background, classes, and then kick it to whoever you want after that. So um, I'll just start with. Uh, let's go to to Brian. Ooh, okay. All right, give me a sec here. <laughs> he was not prepared. Five-point penalty for Gryffindor! <laughs> what? What's a Gryffindor? Uh, about five gold. Not ready. Hello, I'm Brian. Um, I am the half-orc uh, Rognag. Uh, he is a sorcerer fighter. Wearing heavy armor and slinging spells and swinging a big ass uh, great mall. All right, uh, let me kick it to Randy. What up? It's Randy up in the house, and uh, I am playing uh, Cosimo. And he is a, a human, and he uh, 
is a ranger and a rogue. And uh, yeah, he'll be hanging out with his little buddy Festus, his friendly furry little badger. And uh, yeah, should get interesting. We'll see. We'll see what Festus can do. Kick it over to uh, JC. What's up? What's up? What's up? This is Jason. I'm playing Mr. Willowsby. Uh, he is a human toy maker uh, who sort of tumbled into a summoner witch status. Uh, he has a uh, familiar named the Raven, uh, who is a raven, and and uh, he has an Eidolon uh, who he has been afraid to ask its name, so he just calls it No Name. That's a, a psychopomp Eidolon. And I'm going to toss it over to Dylan. All right. Uh, what's up, everyone? I'm Dylan, and I'm playing Kelder Wren, a human half-elf uh, who is a cleric-ranger combo. Um, if I were to pick an actor to portray K, it would be Simon Baker, <gasps> who's an Australian actor who was in The Mentalist, an old TV show. I love that guy. And uh, The Devil Wears Prada, to name a couple. I, uh, oh, the character art is really good, man. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I didn't, I didn't, it's yeah. actually pretty that close. That is really close. Pretty close. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I googled Australian actors and was like, this is probably the best one. I have to do it. Wow. So, yeah, that is me. Tis I. Awesome. Yeah, if we're doing that, awesome Rognag is a sauce. young Channing Tatum. Nice. All right. Handsome as fuck this half-orc is. He's got a high charisma, what can I say? <laughs> you guys want to you guys want to throw uh, some some would-be cast some would-be actors as uh, your characters too or no? Jason or Randy? If not, it's cool. Uh mine would be like uh like a young De Niro. Nice. With oh. like dirty blonde hair. Ooh. I can see that. Nice. Like it, and uh, mine would be uh, Anthony Hopkins. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah, nice. yeah oh, that's good. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Not a young Anthony Hopkins, like like in a Westworld era. Ooh, Anthony Hopkins, even better. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Somehow creepier yeah. in that than he was in uh, Sounds of the Lambs. I love my robots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. Okay, alright, so uh, thank you for your brief introductions, uh, and uh, just to, to let the audience know, and you guys also, um, because this was a kind of plug-and-play uh, uh, adventure path or campaign setting, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, we're playing in the world of Galarian, so that's set in the Pathfinder universe, um, and I've decided to kind of plop us down in the uh, the Kingdom of Brevoy. Uh, I don't really know a lot about Brevoy, but it seems to be, it seems to fit the setting a bit. Okay. Uh, it's a pretty contested land. Yep. Um, the entire Kingsmaker, uh, campaign takes place around there. Yeah, King, uh, the Kingmaker, Maker campaign takes, takes place just south of that, throughout the, the river. Works with them, but yeah. So, stolen lands. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Brevoy actually, sent, uh, I think they were looking for people to take over the Stonelands to be able to, you know, envoy with them and, and create an alliance mm-hmm. out of uh, a turbulent land that was just run over with brigands and monsters and 
whoever was able to clear that, I am, clear uh, it out. Uh, running a campaign of that right now, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's uh, I played through that uh, on uh, Owlcat Games. Uh, oh, the, the video game one? PC. Yeah. Uh, CRPG. That's a lot of yes. fun. It's pretty good. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, but yeah, so that's where we are, just north of the Stone Lands, north of the River Kingdoms, if you're at all familiar with uh, uh, the world of Galarian. But um, yeah, so that's where we're at. The Free City uh, is mentioned a lot in this adventure path, and that's the, the, the closest metropolis, and it is also the capital of Bervoy. And uh, we're starting off in a, a, a small, very shitty mining town called Diamond Lake. That is where all of our characters are from or have resided for some amount of time. Uh, Diamond Lake is um... What I say? Shitty. It's pretty fucking shitty. It's a cesspool of depravity uh, where the morally corrupt are, are pretty common and the good or well-to-do just don't. Um, it... Uh, it's not a not a very nice place. Sounds like some kind of hive. Oh yeah, what kind of hive would you say? Uh, kind of scummy, maybe villainy esque. <laughs> you not be wrong. Uh, Diamond Lake nestles in the rocky crags of the Cairn Hills. It's about a three days journey east of New Stetsvin, the capital of Bravoy. Iron and silver from Diamond Lake's mines fuel the capital's markets and support its soldiers and nobles with raw materials necessary for weapons and finery. This trade draws hundreds of skilled and unskilled laborers and artisans, all hoping to strike rich. In ages past, Diamond Lake was boasted as an export more valuable than metal in the form of treasure, liberated from the numerous tombs and burial cairns crowding the hills around the town. Uh, th- these remnants of a half dozen long dead cultures commanded scandalous prices from uh, from New Stetsman, whose insatiable covetousness triggered a boom in the local economy. These days, only a handful of treasure seekers visit the town, and few return to New Stetsman with anything more valuable than wall rubbings or an ancient tool fragment. Most of Diamond Lake's inhabitants are miners and laborers, serious folk who spend most of their lives toiling below ground. When not working, the miners celebrate along the Vane, a seedy road lined with alehouses and brothels. Overall, the village is a sooty, sullen place, prone to unpleasant bursts of violence and passion. But Diamond Lake still holds opportunities for adventure. For the uplands on the lakeside opposite of the village are rife with ancient tombs and treasures undiscovered. And uh, with that, we'll go ahead and jump to to you guys with a little bit of a preface. So every week or so, uh, the the mines are are emptied out with all the miners and laborers having to do with that work. The entire area is surrounded by uh, these these mines, and there's six different mine managers all trying to vie for increasing their their boundaries or. Um, command over the other mines and you your character may or may not work for them or they may work somewhere on the surface so uh let's just say that after uh after every week or so that the mines kind of empty of all the laborers and miners and they spend uh what what menial gains during that work week out on the surface it's either spent spent at those alehouses or brothels along the vein um, 
where would your character be uh, the the morning of that release? This flood of laborers are are uh, are headed out to spend their meager earnings for uh, the rest of the week. So they have a week in and they have a week out. Is kind of the the work schedule. Um, let's start with uh, with Rognag. Where where's Rognag at after a, a, a long long week in preparation for uh, the release of the the miners? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, based on his work, probably most of his uh, downtime is during the week that the miners are working. I would imagine because he's working at the general store. So. Um, Probably the early of the week is cleaning up the store after the last week's rush of sales. And then midweek, maybe a day or two off. And then at the last couple days of the week, gearing up for the next onrush of uh, workers coming in, getting new equipment. So they're getting probably uh, like candles and lantern stuff, light sources of all kinds, ready to go. Maybe new um, excavating equipment or mining equipment uh, pulled out. Uh, to the forefront so people can, can kind of get to that more. Um, and then during the week that they, they come out, uh, getting ready to just, you know, help around the shop, taking orders and fulfilling them for the, the customers. Cool. Cool. So, um, let's have a, have a little scene here, uh, between you and, uh, some, some of the company of, of, uh, one of the, the mine managers. Um, are you at the shop right now? Likely, yeah. Okay. Um, where where are you at in the shop? Oh, probably on the the, the floor. Um, I don't. I'm assuming the store front is like the people come in. They like give a list of orders of what they want, and then a clerk goes and gets it all together for them, kind of the traditional style. Um, okay, sure. So yeah, that probably works. waiting um, to take orders at the, at the front, or to assist bringing heavier things up for other clerks. Maybe he's not the, the salesperson and he's not going to upsell. Maybe he's the, yeah, maybe he's just the gopher. Yeah. Okay. So maybe, uh, maybe the shop owner tagging, yep. uh, your, uh, um, what would you call, what would you call tagging? Uh, tagging's under the general store. That's uh, right on, right on the vein. Guardian, but not father. Guardian, but not father. Okay. So at the center of, uh, of town, there's a huge square and, uh, the square kind of cuts the, the, the main road that is called the Vane uh, in half. And in this main square, there are uh, a handful of, of shops that are frequented. And Taggin's general store is one mm. of them. And you are his his, uh, his gopher. You're the guy that gets the stuff, moves the stuff, and uh, you're, you're, the, you're the, the strong half-orc muscle yep. for him and his family. Um, Tagan has uh, a wife, no kids. Uh, I believe you, you could be his only adopted, uh, protege? No, I don't know. Maybe, maybe what someday. he would call you. <laughs> maybe if you wanted to take over the shop. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, I don't know if Tagan wants that, but I don't think, uh, Rognak wants that. Yeah, well, uh, we can, we can see how that plays out. Yeah, that, the initial feelings. Yeah. Also, Diamond Lake is, is almost 90% a, a human town, and they happen to be... Uh, just a few 
day's travel away from a, uh, a hostile orc tribe to the southeast, but you can still feel the um, the gruffness, the the bristling attitude towards towards you as you are uh, one of the few half orc that reside within Diamond Lake. Uh, there's there's only one other half orc that you know of, and uh, he works for Balabar Smink as one of his his henchmen. Mm, that's my you boy. Cross paths with him. Uh, without a doubt. Not sure how you feel about him, but uh, he, could get, he could give two shits less about you. And, and, and you know that. Oh, pro- probably uh, I'm not going to bother him, he's not going to bother me kind of mentality then. Yeah. Like, I've seen him, I know his name, I know uh, what he, where he works, who he works for, what he does, and possibly even what he actually does. And then, uh, <laughs> but at the same time, not my pig, not my farm. Right. Okay. So let's just say that uh, as you guys are uh, kind of preparing the shop for, um, actually, you know what? Maybe, maybe because it's the uh, it's the end of the work week and the mines are emptying, that uh, there may not be a lot of work for you right now. Uh, at the end of the off week, that's probably when you'll start gearing up. You may not have a lot of business towards the end of the work week, as uh, a lot of the laborers will end up spending a lot of their goods on uh, on ales oh. and, and prostitutes. Gotcha. So uh, perhaps instead, you guys are, um, I don't know, mm, reorganizing your shelves, uh, preparing to fill them. Maybe he's um, getting you to take getting you to take uh, some stock out from storage. Okay. Uh, as you're doing that, you're kind of moving things from from the back of the shop to the front. Let's say that uh, an old old friend of yours walks in. Uh, Dylan, what uh, what does what does K look like? And and uh, after you describe K, let's let's hear what a little bit more about what Rogdak looks like. Also, kind of just a, a head to toe description. All right. Yeah. K walks in. Um anticipating the lift coming up out of the mines and the uh, town filling with its inhabitants once again, Kay comes in to try and do his work of getting people to leave this fucking place. So he walks into the shop to meet Rognag, his old pal, his old drinking buddy, and he is uh, average height, 510 to 6 feet tall not very uh <laughs> not very out of the ordinary longer hair but not shoulder length with a close cropped beard that's gotten a little out of hand he tries to maintain it but it's a little longer than it it normally is streaks of gray kind of a silver fox he's a little bit older but luckily, his half-elf side has kept some good color in his hair. He is wearing a lot of green leather, green comma leather, not green leather. Um, uh, has a bow strung over his back and a kukri at his hip. Um, long cloak, ranging gear. Um, that's pretty much it. He walks up and what does he see? Oh yes, yeah. uh, so, I mean he's he's pretty tall. He's like six nine to six ten, depending on which convenience store he's leaving oh, out shit. of. Um, 
yeah, kind of a um, an olive green skin color. Not not so not like greenish. It's, I think the token. I think I went a little too dark on it, but um, kind of a, a greenish brown buzz cut hair because uh, it's easier to maintain. Because waking up with a buzz means never having to come here. Um, <laughs> uh, probably at this point, just kind of wearing work clothes, um, basic homespun cloth shirts and, and pants to, to like something he can move around in easily and get sweaty and dirty in. And then maybe an apron. Um, it's also dirty and, and sweat ridden from all the, the, the lifting and moving. Um, Channing Tatum-esque features, but with uh, slight, <laughs> slight spiky teeth coming out from his lower jaw. They don't seem to hinder his speech. He speaks very uh, clearly uh, human-like, but uh, physically imposing, but seems like he doesn't want to be all the time. Happy to see his uh, his friend Kay come walking in, though. Yeah. Uh, oh, hello, Kay! It's good to see you after such a long day. Oh, Rogmeg. Is it been? Been busy in the shop? Uh, you know, they, they want the heavy thing. I pick up the heavy thing. I put it down over there on the cart. Always. He's, he's a good job. How you been? Yeah, it seems like you've been liking it. I've been doing it for a long time, yes. Uh, your day was uh, well well fortunate. There's quite a few shops out of this hellhole you might find more to your liking later on. Just, just keep it in the back of your mind. He's always trying to get you to not work here <laughs> really <laughs> believes in him wants to see him succeed in yeah. his own business or something he, he does yeah. but somewhere else yeah <laughs> uh, maybe he's dream sometime but, uh, he opened up little curio shop by, by a river something quiet and uh, simple can make it happen fresh air is good one die it's for body and he slaps, slaps his chest with his full fist and you hear like a, the sound of someone hitting a timpani <laughs> <laughs> Kay looks around like, what a weird phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to kind of give you an idea of what the shop looks like also, um, it is uh, filled to the brim with mining equipment. Um, there are candles galore. There are pickaxes. There are shovels. There's miners outfits, overalls, coveralls, uh, hundreds upon hundreds of pairs of boots, uh, barrels and crates wheelbarrows, uh, ropes, pulleys, all kinds of everything that you would need to be able to successfully mine the earth. Not a lot of uh, adventuring gear, but there are lanterns, there's even um, caged canaries, all kinds of all kinds of stuff like that. Um, breathing masks even, miners hats, smelting salts, hammers. When you walk in, all the canaries kind of start chirping and seem excited to to see you some of them you may uh may recognize a lot of them you 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 don't over the years tagging has gotten good at uh breeding them unfortunately uh breeding them out of uh, necessity but uh yeah any any basic gear you can purchase here if 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 at all needed unless you're prepared uh already for what may may or may not lay ahead you don't know but um uh, from the back, you hear out, uh, Rognag, is that a customer? Uh, yes, they're just looking for, uh, some... A canary. I'm here for a canary. They're looking for a new canary. You know, cheap, cheap. Yeah. 
Hopefully I can get it for cheap, cheap. <laughs> Slaps you on the back, but like a little well, too hard. <laughs> stop talking to him and move the barrel of the diamond water from the back, please. Yes, Targan, I lift the thing up. I put it down over other thing. It's good job. Talk to you later, kid. Maybe we get drink it, dog. Yeah, hopefully quite soon. Mm, getting quite thirsty. Yeah, looks- Especially listen to this guy. Yeah, we'll be done real soon. I just got to move some more heavy things. Got to lift the things up here, over here. Got to put them down over there. It's good job. <laughs> uh, and uh, as as uh, Rognag moves to the back, you see Tagged move out to the front. Uh, he's uh, a bit disheveled, tired, bleary-eyed. Looks like he, he just woke up. Uh, but then he, he comes out and greets you and he sees you, kind of gives you the squinty eyes and he says, uh, What do you want here, Kay? You want the canary? I don't think you want canary. Nah, you caught me. <laughs> Just trying to distract your best lifter. <laughs> best, best lifter? <laughs> God, that's, that's a tongue twister in that accent. Your best lift lifter. Anyway, I know he's strong, so what's the diamond water? Not something I've heard you talk about before, yeah? Uh, See, so uh, you all would n- know. Or maybe I have. I don't know. Um, so Tagan provides uh, the lake with his own combination of uh, diamond lake water. Oh, gotcha. Uh, with um, other things, we'll just say. Uh, it's an herbal remedy made from local vegetation and salts from the mines. And uh, everybody knows that Diamond Lake's water is tainted. Uh, mm. due to the fact that uh, uh, all the runoff from the mines kind of have hit the lake. and uh, It used to be a decent fishing town, but um, not so much anymore. Uh, the water's been completely tainted. You, you've probably had some of the diamond water, all of you, maybe. Um, uh, but upon uh, imbibing a flask of it, you feel sick immediately. And then you feel better. Uh, essentially what happens is that you, you lose... Uh, you take some ability score damage. Shit, okay. <laughs> and then 24 hours after that, uh, uh, it is, uh, it's, it's healed, uh, along with some uh, hit point damage. And, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it makes you sick before it makes you feel better. Okay. But uh, you're usually out for a day if you, if you drink it. Got it. And he's a uh, human? Tagging? Uh, Yes, yeah, Got he's it. a human. Well, yeah, he doesn't really want to... Kay doesn't really want to hang around and just shoot the shit with this guy because he's kind of... Seems like he's all business, so... Uh, if the lifts haven't come up, I think Kay would wander out and give a nod to, to Tagan and say, Well, see you later. And walk out and go wait for the lifts to come up to meet the other friends. Okay, um kind of just we'll sit. walk around town and take in the silence before all hell breaks loose and everybody's trying to get drunk and get their junk wet. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a pretty town, but he enjoys it when it's quiet. Uh, all right. So um, so the closest mine is the Deep Spike Mine, and that is to the uh, west, I think. Well, whichever... I'm assuming he would know which mine his... Uh, Cosimo and Mr. Willowsby would be coming out of. Whether that be the same or different, he would be used to the schedules and which ones they'd be coming out of. Again, he kind of 
he doesn't hang out in town during the down week when everybody's in the mine, but he comes back during the up week when people are around. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm sure he's um, he's used to that scheduling. You're making way your way to towards um, one of the mines where one of the smink mines. Perfect. And uh, Cosimo is already there. He's uh, set up right outside of uh, uh, the the mines uh, elevators or lifts. And uh, typically, uh, what happens is uh, when the miners come out, they kind of queue up, and uh, Cosimo will, will, will give them their pay. That's right. Um, so, um, Cosimo, let's uh, let's go to you. Give us a, a little bit of a headstone description and how you're preparing for the lifts to, to come up and release, um, uh, vomit out the, the laborers for the week. Yeah, so Cosimo's got kind of like slick back, dirty blonde hair, kind of like in his 30s. Looks pretty clean, like got leather armor, but it's sort of over like a nice tunic. And uh, pretty, pretty clean looking guy, except for a couple of facial scars. Not sure if he got into a fight or if he got into an accident or something, but that's sort of his uh, his appearance, you know, rough in the face, sort of uh, pointed features. And uh, he'd probably be kind of like bossing around one or two guys, like trying to get prepared for getting them stacks of money and the ledger for who gets paid what and those sort of things, kind of doing some managerial things to prepare for the the wave of miners coming up wants to make sure everything's ready and going to run smoothly. And um, while you're usually setting up uh, uh, to, to make this payout, you're you're surrounded by Smenk's henchmen. Uh, that is a, uh, a half-orc, uh, an albino, albino half-orc named Cullen. Albino. Uh, he's very rough around the edges. Uh, he's got pointed canines and um he's got a scar across his eye and a very specific tattoo or or yeah we'll call it a tattoo he's got a very specific tattoo on his forehead it looks like a seven and then some uh like a a couple of hash marks and an apostrophe uh but it's a tattoo that represents his um his loyalty to balabar smink um, and there are at least a uh, half dozen others with that same tattoo, but only Smank's most trusted or uh, loyal henchmen get that tattoo. Um, Is it always on and, the forehead? Uh, he, not always. No. Some uh, he's he's the only one that requested it to get to requested that tattoo for his forehead. All the others kind of have it in places where they can uh, cover it up with, uh, with clothing, easily covered up. That Gucci man um, face, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he definitely has uh, a, a, what a fanatic, a huge underbite, uh, bald headed, uh, no beard. He's got uh, a, a very strong double chin and an even stronger jaw, deep red eyes, furrowed brow. He always looks grumpy, um, slightly pointed ears, and uh, they are also pierced with gold, several gold rings. Yeah, he he does not like to play around, and he, he's known for his uh, uh, his his uh, his don't play attitude. Um, he does not joke around. He takes everything pretty fucking serious, and uh, he's quick to fight. Jeez, what a fucking square! If you <laughs> you've seen him um, uh, headbutt somebody 
uh, for looking at him wrong. So uh, uh, even just a, 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 a joking remark may uh, draw the ire of, of this, this half-orc named Cullen. Um, but yeah, so he's there kind of keeping an eye on things, but he's giving you enough space, uh, and you see his, uh, his kind of, his, his group, um, giving you space as well so that way you can, you can get the job done. But they're there to protect Smeg's assets. That includes you. Nice. Glad he's on my side. He, uh, he doesn't really, uh, talk to you much. Um, he just knows that you work for his boss. So, uh, yeah, so you're getting up. Or, I'm sorry, you're getting prepared uh, for the lifts to come up, and you see, um, you see your friend walk up. We'll be kind of like directing somebody, and like hey, get, get the ledge, get the ledger. You know what I'm talking about? Get the ledger. Hey, K, K, how you doing? Hey, ah, uh, shit. It's still my <laughs> accent, okay? <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm just flying around. Anyway, I see, I see you busy. Poking I- fun of me? Uh, I know how it is. Nah, 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 nah. Anyway. I can see. I, I, shit, I'm such an accent chameleon. Um, no, you're code switching, man. You're just yeah. code switching. You're there with your friend. Um, well, I, I can tell you're quite busy on air, so I'll uh, I'll see you when you're finished up. I don't want to. He kind of sides side eyes at Colin, and uh, it's like I don't want to be in the wise. So he he walks around, uh, finds a little bench, or leans up against a post and an overhang post and pulls out his kukri and a little brick of wood and starts to kind of whittle around as he continues to watch. He doesn't want to get too involved with with this and cause a scene or get in the way. He's seen Cullen do some shit, so. All right, Kay, I'll catch up with you. And he just kind of nods. <laughs> I think he's a little afraid of Cullen. <laughs> yeah, I would be too. Yeah. <laughs> The tattoo um, on the forehead is is such a fanatical decision that it's it's a little too too much. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, the uh, the first the first hour of uh, the lift raising and uh, the mine spewing out the laborers is, is it's chaotic, but there is order to it. Everybody kind of has their deal. They all go and they collect their pay, and then they, they go about their way. Uh, majority of the people immediately head towards the, the square in the vein. Those that have a taste for uh, a, a finer establishment will go to the Emporium, uh, and those without would likely go to the Feral Dog. Um, the other uh, more reasonable folks will just return to their homes and take care <laughs> of their families, but those are few and far between. So... Um, We'll say that uh, the work takes a couple hours. Um, you're paying the the last last bits of the smink crew, and um, the square, um, uh, the town square is filled and brimming. You can hear a raucous already. Um, after a couple hours, people are already into their cups, and uh, the night has started before it's fallen. Uh, and you guys start to make your way towards uh, the the feral dog. As you do, you have um, uh, as you do, Cosimo uh, makes other uh, uh, staff pack up everything for you. You don't deal with that. Uh, you're too uh, uh, you're too high up for that. You're just the bookkeeper. You don't deal with the the, the labor uh, side of things. Uh, Colin doesn't either. 
Uh, you just make sure that everybody does their job. But uh, he also frequents the feral dog along with a lot of Smenk's crew. They're there every night, and they're usually there until the early morning, walking out in a very drunken stupor. Uh, much to the chagrin of... What the hell is your character's name, Dylan? K? <laughs> yes. <laughs> much to the chagrin of K, he is aware of there uh, being a, a dog fighting ring at the, uh, oh. in the basement of the feral dog. Uh, so it's basically two floors. The first floor is just a tap room. There's a few offices and uh, storage and uh, a kitchen. They serve food. And the second floor is where all of the action kind of takes place. Uh, Smank's men and uh, even Smank himself would deal in the second floor. He would hold meetings there on occasion, but uh, he would typically, uh, you would typically find him at the Emporium. So, um, Let's just cut to your guys' regular table at the at the feral dog. Uh, we'll say uh, due to uh, Mr. Willowsby's work, he's been um, quite busy cleaning up and dealing with all of that. But uh, you all are friends and, and local to the town, and you wait for your, your old man friend, Mr. Willowsby, to end his shift and join you guys at your table. So um, we'll say that it's it's probably close to to midnight. So um, the entire town is still partying hard, and Mr. Willowsby comes walking in uh, into the feral dog. You guys are in the tap room at your regular table. Uh, occasionally, uh, amidst the um, the cheering and, and chatter, you'll hear uh, dogs barking, echoing from the basement floor, uh, and uh, cries of of cheering or booing happening echoing up from the second floor or uh, from the basement floor what does uh what does mr willowsby look like so mr willowsby is an old man he's uh he's in his uh you know late 40s early 50s uh his uh hair is uh graying it's uh turning from the brownish red that it once was uh and it's uh Turned more like a steel rust color. Uh, it's uh, wavy and uh, comes down past his ears. Uh, he has a set of small round spectacles uh, on an otherwise gaunt and uh, slim face. Uh, and uh, he walks w- with a little bit of a limp. As he's uh, coming into the room, he's wearing a stark white shirt. Uh, over a uh, leather vest and a, uh, a pair of uh, sensible pants. Uh, he's got a, uh, a a big book uh, that he normally carries with him when he's off because he uh, does love writing in it and, uh, you know, reading the things that he's written in the past. And he, uh, he goes up and uh, sees his friends and... Uh, Makes eye contact, uh, nods, and uh, starts weaving his way through the uh, tavern uh, to their table. Oh, oh man, you can see you. Yes, yes, gentlemen. So nice, so nice to be off work. You can get used to the texture, but never the smell. <laughs> you can say that about some of the women. This guy goes after and he points at Kay. <laughs> Kay. Blushes, not really knowing what to say. <laughs> he takes the joke, laughs, and slides uh, a pint or whatever Willow's favorite drink would be. We would know 
and we would have one waiting for him. He uh, takes it. It's uh, just uh, house bead, nothing fancy, nothing, nothing expensive. Is ah, thank you. Enjoy a drink up. You deserve it. <laughs> yes, yes. He seems like a really nice guy. It's it's just so nice to have people that are so warm and accepting again. <laughs> oh, that reminds me, I finished your gifts. <gasps> and he uh, rummages through a pocket and uh, pulls out a, a vial uh, for each of his companions. Oh my, I thought you forgot him. This is great. <laughs> Amazing. You started these, like, what, four days ago? I thought that you was just you were pulling our leg. <laughs> no, no. I, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I work diligently. You know what they say, slow and steady wins the race. And <laughs> yeah. I need to make sure that we could all continue oh. to be slow and steady through the next few days. Because, friends, 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 I have overheard things. Things of interest. Oh, the Gonna lean in real close. What? Yeah, spill it, mate. Spill the fucking tea. You know we like the tea. Yeah, we all huddle in. Yeah. <laughs> what do you yes. got? Yes. So I've heard that a trio of adventurers hailing out of New Stetsford have either found or are seeking fortune in one of the many cons in the hinterlands abound. They, I, I know that they're... They've been to a place called Sturge Nest Khan, or, or maybe they're looking for it. You know, uh, conflicting rumors set amongst cries of ecstasy in the Emporium. You know how it is. <laughs> but, but I do know that Sturge Nest has been avoided by locals and historians due to the Sturge infestation. Gentlemen, I don't find any maps or anything around about it. I believe this is an unexplored place, and there may be something of value there. <laughs> Just then. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> the, the door to the feral dog swings open, and you see a trio. Uh, they, they walk in quite triumphantly. Uh, you see a, a very stout thick muscled human with blonde hair it's uh it's basically got a crew cut slick back crew cut very muscled all he's wearing is breastplate and uh, a metal cod piece with a lion engraved on the front that's it uh oh my. and a uh he's got a flowing red robe he walks in very confidently he is the most <laughs> handsome man you've ever seen uh, grace the feral dog before also uh, keep in mind that the feral dog is filled with miners, so there is soot and dirt, and everybody's covered in it. <laughs> so they are a beacon of cleanliness compared to everything else around. This guy's wearing a frickin' banana hammock over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a metal it's one. He's awfully full of himself. <laughs> looks like Burt Reynolds or something. Quite, looks quite jealous oh. as well. <laughs> um, quite full, Yes. He kind of walks in, eyeballs the room. He's also got a, 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 a huge sword across his back. Um, Whew, okay. Wearing sword. a... <laughs> uh, he's, got, he's got red gloves, and uh, like he's, heavy, he's got a very 
heavy metal looking van braces across the gloves. Uh, but, oh, like uh, Mercury? Uh, sure. Do a joke, don't worry about it. After him walks a very lithe looking elf. She's wearing uh, uh, just a red top, black leather pants uh, that are very tight in just very simple. Uh, knee-high boots. Across her back is a, uh, a longbow. Uh, sh- she also has a sheath blade at her hip and uh, arrows on her back. Uh, brown hair. She looks very smirkish as she walks in. She has a, a, a dark blue uh, cloak across her back as she walks in, smiling. And then finally behind her you see a, uh, a, a grumpy-looking older man. He's got a, a heavy widow's peak, uh, short black hair that kind of just, it's windswept towards the back, so uh, kind of pointy, and uh, very sharp nose, thick black and black eyebrows that are peppered with white, and uh, a, 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 a mustached goatee that goes down to his collarbone. Uh, he's adorned with a, a, a dark red robe with gold trim um, and on the gold trim, it's got black runes etched into it. Uh, the robe is clasped together by some kind of red, um, red ruby. Um, but he's, he doesn't seem to have any kind of weaponry on him, uh, though he is heavily robed. Uh, they walk in, and you all immediately assume that this is the trio of adventurers. It looks like the, uh, the blonde-haired man with the, the large sword on his back is also hauling a huge bag of, uh, of trinkets. Uh, as he walks past your table, not even giving you guys a glance, you hear the sound of, uh, of uh, knickknacks clattering against each other. Cosimo's uh, eyes get real also... bright. Like, knowing... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Just, just knowing that, there, that he might have some treasures, he's just kind of... He's focused on that. Yes. And uh, you do see that uh, there are some uh, some nicks and that he's bandaged up, uh, as well as uh, the elven bow woman. Uh, she's kind of uh, bandaged up as well, but they, they seem to be carrying themselves quite well, and they're quite happy. Uh, they approach the bar of the feral dog. The blonde-haired man uh, tosses down a few gold pieces, and then leans in and tells the barkeep something you can you can't make out and then uh, the barkeep's eyes go wide and uh, he yells up drinks for everybody and Huzzah! then the, the, <laughs> the crowd erupts after they grab their drinks they find a corner uh, to sit down in some people offer them uh, their, their seats and they, they happily oblige as they sit down at a corner table, um, just at a earshot of you all, uh, it seems like the, the the muscly, blonde-haired man is beginning to pull out some trinkets and knickknacks, and are uh, kind of going through what they've found. Mm. Hey, Willisby, that uh, the guys you were just telling us about? Oh yes, that is them. You know the gnomes have a word for men like that. They call them Zaddies. <laughs> 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 I'm a sick fucking 
he's right. Mm-hmm. He's right, though. I speak Malmish. I've heard it before. It's it's, it's a little weird. You kind of get used to the names, but... Oh, yes, yes. I've heard word before, but never new context. Uh, now you know. So a, a daddy is just someone with lots of shiny bubble? Yeah, just take your own meaning, I guess. Oh. Yes. My... Maybe I become daddy. No, 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 no. See, bobble see, daddy over exactly, here. Exactly, yes, bobble daddy. That is the way. Because look at him. Look at all that wonderful, wonderful wealth. Mm. And that just just sharing it all with the world, spreading it like seed over so many rows of... Oh, I have to go to the bathroom. Mm. Excuse me. I was just going to say, call <laughs> Mr. Willsby. Well, I find it... <sighs> I gotta be honest. I find it quite interesting that they were able to find such treasure out there in the hills. If it's true they came from the Sturge Nest can, they the hills out there they've been picked over clean, and nobody's gone out there in quite a while. I thought all the treasure had been found, but this might indicate that there might be more. Most of it's overgrown and untouched, from what I know. <laughs> from what I know about these parts. Oh, yuck. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened there. The the moonshine Uh, kicked in. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. You're uh, you're getting drunker in your uh, accents, Gene. Happens to me all the fucking time. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, just kids out there damn each other to go touch a wall at the back of a cave. It's not not like it used to be. People used to to hunt for treasure every damn day. (laughs) Every damn day out there, son. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's not such a far-fetched idea. It's going to go back and forth. And it's funny you mention kids talking about theirs. That's the bravery. Do you guys uh, remember? Or, how many, has everyone been here at least six years? Aw. Uh, yes. This is a metagame question. Roughly. Cosimo, are you, would you have been uh, here at least six years? Uh, maybe just about six years at okay. the most. Definitely no more than that. Willsby's a little more recent than that. Or would you have been here about six Yeah, Willsby would not have been here. Okay. No. No, I've been around for a while. Yeah. Okay. Well, you remember maybe six years ago or so, a little girl going missing from town? You would remember that. Ah, do. Tragic story. Yes, they never find body, but... Um, I have it on good authority that uh, she was a, a test of bravery going wrong. He's kind of leaning in a little more, a little little more quiet talking to you guys. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks around the shakes room a little bit. About six years ago, I'm at the back of shop, yes, lifting thing from here, putting it down over there. It's a good job. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> and I hear these, like, uh, lethal kids, like... Uh, like a uh, little age, like uh, can can have may have already killed a dog, or knows how to uh, fletch a roof or something, <laughs> thatch a roof or something. Um, you know, children work. Put soccer ball together. Um, Where are you from again? Here. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. Here, my whole life. <laughs> uh, all right, keep, keep it going. You know, keep it little going. kids in what they do small labor things in in so like, uh, your your half work, yep. right? So is that is that the disconnect? Is that, okay? Yes, okay, the half elf doesn't understand. Yeah. Uh, mm. he's, uh, uh, these these kids they're like talking about finding uh, cairn stones 
in the hinterlands, a place uh, what was where they use um, whispering cairn. They kind of stumble upon. They they heard the whisper coming from the depths, and uh, I guess one of the boys dared the little girl to uh, go there and check it out. Maybe spend night there. And uh, I guess she did. I guess she wanted to test brave. Probably being a female in a capitalist male patriarchy such as this needed to show extra work is tragic. Is tragic. And he slams his mug down. Um, but, uh... Yes, down with the yes, patriarchy. But, uh, <laughs> yes, but, uh, she, she go missing after this. And really spooked the boys. And, uh, don't know if they're all still around. I know, I know of one of them. But uh, he he doesn't talk much these days. Should go find him. Well, it'd be hard to kick his ass. I don't know if he is capable still. His issue. Um, yeah, probably know that. Well, you might you might know little boy grow up around here about teenage year now. Be working mine. Um, what is his name? What is his name? Is a uh, little uh, little, yeah, little silent Steve. You know that uh, young mute boy who will work in mine maybe a year or two ago? Uh, Cosimo, that would be uh, an employee under 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 you guys, under Smank. If I yeah. heard him talk, I might know him. But he don't talk. <laughs> well, he feel... Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, he fill the room with thunderous silence. He's always giving me the fucking stink guy. I don't know what his problem is. Uh, I think uh, hmm. you can give everybody stink guy, but can't talk to back up words, so shy like Lethal Poppy. Yeah, maybe I had a booger in my nose. I'm not too sure. He's always looking at me. Well, you you have small booger on left nose. Oh, oh excuse Sorry, me. No, no, I, 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 I didn't know the best time to tell you. This is, it came up organically, which is weird. As, exactly. But uh, glad you brought it up. You brought it up. We had to tell you then. And I want you to look your best while we're out here. You got the pull, right? Especially in front of these guys. Yes. These parent heroes. Yeah. Good luck getting your... Uh, your be wet tonight with these guys at dawn. Yeah, I, I do all right. Women love the badger. Yeah. <laughs> you want to pet my badger, then I let them pet something else. It's a whole thing. This is what I keep hearing. Sounds quite like a euphemism, if you ask me. Uh, that reminds me. Esmeralda wanted to tell you, Cosimo, next time you come, uh, make sure that you bring the badger again. I don't. I, I thought it was a euphemism, but now I don't think it is. Oh no! <laughs> Could be, uh, you know, a gentleman doesn't kiss and tell. And that's why you are a gentleman, Cosimo. And that's why I like you. Thank you. <laughs> You're quite the fancy fellow yourself, Willisby. Oh, I have to be. That's all one has, after all, is, uh, you know, who you are. <laughs> you talk funny, Mr. Willoughby. I like it. I have a question. What's your question, friend? What is that uh, thing you made us, that you gave us? Oh, We didn't yes, really get to did, talk yes. about the vials you gave us. I wanted to circle back to that before. <laughs> oh, good call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> oh uh, just basic healing potions. You know? Oh, amazing. No, it's... it's it's dank and dark in that musty old mine, and I would just fret myself to death if I heard that something would happen to you down there. So, you know, just, just a little pick-me-up. It, uh, you know, say, just, 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 you know, drink it when you need to. I owe you all, after all. Well, 
Mr. Willsby, thank you very much for the potion. It'll come in handy, I'm sure, especially if we are trying to go out, maybe check out one of these cans tonight. Oh, my word, yes. Tomorrow? We could go tonight. Oh, are we going? I mean, with the buzz on and everything, <laughs> I feel pretty brave tonight. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't think... I don't think we need to go find silence, Steve. I've been out in the cans before, and could probably never get us right to the one where you were talking about. Well, I don't know. I mean, they they made word for what was called whispering camp. That was, I don't know if that is what he's normally called, or someone had maybe found it and put it on map or something in long time past. But uh, it would not hurt to know the at least general direction and whatnot. And there are children on foot, so probably not too far away. Now that hey, where exactly no. is this is this spot we're trying to go to? I, mean, I don't know yet. It's about 1.7 kilometers right outside of town. Is that where these guys cleaned out of? I, I open up my book and uh, flip it to the town map. <laughs> you all would know that the, the, the Cairn Hills are uh, probably a few hours north of, uh, of Diamond Lake. Oh, shit. Uh, but where exactly this... 13.7 kilometers. <laughs> where exactly this specific Cairn is, you, you don't know. Wait, you, you're telling me it's up in the Cairn Hills? That's yes, right. yes, precisely. There's, a, there's, an abandoned, there's an abandoned property up there. I was just reading about in some paperwork this morning. I was thinking, you know, someone had enough money or was inclined the property pretty much up for grabs at this time. One of the... Any connection there? Oh, this is all coming together. This is all coming together. We go up there, we find the property, we stay in the property, and we tell others to fuck off because we got there first. <laughs> and then Squatter's we rights, Mike. I read about Precisely. it Precisely. Yes. Yes. Find the skeepers. It's uh, uh, nine-tenths of the law. So, so what I've been told. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's the law. It's called find his keepers. Find his keepers, my friend. I believe is find his keepers. It's called when you take it from my cold dead hand. Yes. But um, it could be a good place to mount a a, um, a starting point to find these whispering cavern. And he he finishes off another mead pours him out another one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, totally, if we want to go <coughs> you know, tonight, uh, I'm super down. It's like, I don't have to be up early in the morning. <laughs> super or, down. Or anything. I, uh, you'd have to maybe go, I'd, I'd probably want to go home and pick up some some some, some things. Well, this is, this is some good stuff. Uh, <laughs> But uh, it could be right as rain to go. Minutes, hours at tops, days at tops. <laughs> <laughs> and if we left now, we would get a jump on all the other easier trigger seekers that would be looking around after these ones, you know, because they'd be waiting till day. And we would already be there, so ha 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 ha. I agree, I think now. Strike while they are, it's hot. Yep. Uh, Ragnar would like to do a perception check around the room uh, to see if there's any other tables full of guys like us kind of whispering, maybe with the same kind of intention. Uh, sure, go and roll perception. Oh, no, oh shit. Funny. Look at that. Fuck oh, yeah. shit. Oof. 
I like it. First first oh, roll of the game, and it's a 20. That's uh, love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> no, it does. It does not look like that at all. Um, uh, it looks like everybody is just completely fucking wasted. Uh, you guys are moments away from from being the same, but uh, it seems that this uh, this idea has has sobered you guys up a little bit. Got a little little ants in your pants now. <laughs> the the adventurers that came in earlier are they still over there? Yeah, they're over there. Uh, it's probably they've probably been chilling there for the last. 20, 30 minutes or so since they arrived. Um, yeah. My guy has the ability to uh, to read lips. Is uh, he, is there anything he can glean from their conversation kind of throughout the night? He kind of looks over. Oh, I like it. Tries to understand anything about what they're doing over there, what they've seen, what they know. Sure, yeah. Uh, I'm going to do what's what's called a secret roll here in Pathfinder Ooh. 2E. Uh, if you could just give me a... Uh, what, tell me what your perception bonus is. Um... Perception bone. Oh, it's plus seven. I found it. Okay, perfect. I will let you know what you're able to glean at the end of the night, if anything. Gotcha. I would like to try and, as we leave, if they, I'd like to note their tracks, if possible. Those three, when we leave, and try and not necessarily follow their tracks, but see if they come in on a similar path. If that makes sense. Like if our paths overlap one another, their tracks coming into town and the bar, and our path leaving the bar out of town, if they overlap at all. So my survival is a plus seven. I don't know if you want to do a secret roll with that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Just something else. I want to toss that out before I forget. Okay, perfect. Um, All right, so... uh you all would know that there are um, about three roads that lead to Diamond Lake. Uh, the the main trail from the west goes directly to New Stetsvin, and then there are um, three other roads that lead out of Diamond Lake. Uh, one to the north that goes to the uh, Twilight Monastery. Uh, the other is the Company Road that travels northwest, sorry, northeast of Diamond Lake towards Cairn Hills and then uh, another road uh, that travels along the banks of Diamond Lake and kind of just circles around there and heads to other smaller towns and uh, to the east of the lake and into the mountains. After Cairn Hills, you hit the forest. Is that where we're going right now? Are you guys heading to the Cairn Hills? (laughs) How drunk are we? (laughs) I Uh, think so. I think Rognag said he needed to grab some shit from Oh, I, yes, I, I come here from work. I am just in my work clothes. I, I mean, I have this this work hatchet and this uh, the old uh, slicer here could, uh, could help protect things, but I got much better things to help uh, if we in the wilderness. Well, why don't we all go home and get what we need and meet back here in 30 minutes or so? I mean, it works for me. Are we, Perfect. Are we actually doing this? And he gets like a really big smile. And then it goes into a very, like, <laughs> quickly into, like, a despair, like, are, are we really doing this? Kay will slap him on the back and say, Ha told you there's better things out outside of these town than just working, picking up heavy things and putting them down somewhere hey, else. don't knock it. I know, I know. It's a good job. It's a good job. I know. You're uh, Ragnag. You never, uh, you never been out of town before? No, no, I have. I help, uh... uh 
would go get the supply from a big city nearby, um, but uh, not really much more than this. I've never really seen the wilderness, mostly just main road and occasional bandits has uh, popped up, but we typically uh, never been much uh, issue. So, don't worry, I've been out there plenty of times, and it just keeps getting more and more southern. Been out there plenty of times. You'll be all right, mate. Keep an eye uh, on I you. I trust you. I trust you all with me back. So, uh, you, uh, you, you set to do this tonight. I will go tonight. It's very dark outside of town. I know this much. <laughs> well, I got a little secret for you, mate. I can cast the light. You'll be able to see you. Wait, don't you see fine? Don't you I, have dark vision? I have oh, no, no you light. light. Oh, no. I okay, did not sorry. take the the trait to get uh, dark vision. Got it. Okay. Well, you'll be all right. I and can you, also cast the lights. Nah, he's not going <laughs> to. Okay. <laughs> That's why I didn't take dark vision. <laughs> okay, yeah. perfect. You'll be all right, Mike. Oh, yeah. Any wings at you? Well, uh, he's late already, so... I, I can be asleep most likely uh, already, so I got to go home and I got to be quiet because uh, stuff can be quite heavy. And I'll pick it up and I'll lift it up and I'll go put it down in my backpack and lift that up and put it down on me. It's, it's, ah, it's not even a job, huh? Never, never, never quite thought of it. Yeah, I need to. I need to get my uh, traveling vest for Festus. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Let me uh, change clothes at the work clothes and uh, grab some supply. And uh, oh, you, I've got something new that I've uh, never shown you before. So, oh God, I'm so excited to show you. <laughs> All right, <laughs> uh, I, we're at 30 minutes. We need right back here, right in the front. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Willisby, do you have to go get anything? Perhaps we. Uh... Perhaps we don't want people uh, seeing where we're going, and uh, maybe we should meet somewhere a little more discreet, you know? Yeah, well, I like the way this guy thinks, yes. I don't like to be followed. It makes uh, makes me nervous. Well, where do you wish to meet? Outside the town? Uh, maybe. Whichever. I, th- I think we have enough info to know which road out of town we should meet toward, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah uh, I think that'd be the company road. Yeah, we'd could just, probably just meet just outside of outside of town. Perfect. Cool. And I don't have anything to do, so I would go there. I would probably do that uh, check the tracks thing right now, and then just go meet there. I don't know if Mister Willisby has anything to go grab, but it seems like the other two do. No, uh, he doesn't. But he is going to try uh, diplomacy really quickly on. Uh, the group of adventurers and just attempt to figure out how um, you know, or like where they were, you know, like uh, the name of the car that they uh, pulled this out of to see if it was Sturge Nest or if it was somewhere else. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, are you doing that after the group kind of goes their separate ways? Yeah, I figure that way we don't just mob them. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a little right, threatening. So- so, yeah, Cos- right. is, so Cosimo and Kay are going to the north of town. Kay is kind of keeping an eye out for their tracks while Garak Nag retrieves his, uh, his gear, his, uh, his armor that he's yep. excited to show off. 
while they're doing that, um, we'll, we'll just uh, stick to Mr. Willowsby as he approach, approaches this table uh, with these this trio of, of adventurers here. Alright. Uh, before you even get within earshot, uh, the, uh, the elven woman, her eyes, her beautiful amber eyes, immediately shoot up to you as you approach. And uh, she nudges the, the blonde-haired, the thick-muscled blonde-haired warrior... Uh, and they both kind of look up at you, and after seeing that, uh, the, uh, the robed man looks over at you as well. And uh, the blonde-haired man says, How can I help you, old man? Smiling ear to ear, chiseled. No, I, I hold up my book, and I say, Well, I'm hoping you wouldn't mind helping our uh, local historical society... Uh, we hear that you found this great treasure in one of the Khans, and <laughs> it, it's a pet project of mine to map out all the Khans. I was wondering, uh, could you tell me which Khan you excavated all this from? And I guess I'll attempt a diplomacy, or no, or... Yeah, go ahead. You can roll that. Um, he'll squint at the book. Sixteen. Then, uh, the, uh, the elven woman kind of smiles and <laughs> and uh, she'll just say he doesn't know what books are <laughs> but um, we read Sturge Nest if you're so curious and uh, she begins to point uh, where it would be on your map and then uh, the, the the robed man kind of slaps her hand away and says shh, shh, shh we don't know if there could be more uh, artifacts there that we could find ourselves. Don't go around telling this local, this local rabble where its location is. And then he kind of side-eyes you and he says, go away, old man. I, uh, I smile and I, uh, it's like I sort of put my finger on where she uh, pointed at as I closed the book on my finger. And I uh, say, of course, of course. No need to be frightened, no need to be angry. You enjoy your spoils. <laughs> then I giggle and walk out the door. Jesus Christ. Okay. And as soon as I'm out the door, I pull out my uh, ink set and uh, mark the uh, the general location or, uh, of uh, where she was pointing and uh, write Sturge Nest there. Okay. And uh, rush to meet my compatriots. So did I ever hear anything from my, my uh, lip reading throughout the night? Yes, that's right. That happened. Um, let's see. You had a plus seven. Mm -hmm. You did. You were able to read. Uh, it seemed like the um, uh, the blonde-haired man was was the most talkative, uh, almost to the point of annoying the the, the robed wizard. Uh, and uh, uh, the the elven woman, she kind of just let whatever the the man say kind of just roll off, and uh, she just kind of kept to her drink. Uh, but would smirk occasionally as uh, the blonde-haired man would talk. Okay. Just kind of general vibe of the group, essentially. Yeah. Yep. Just the general vibe. They seem to get along. Um, you were able to glean that uh, they did actually fight off um, a swarm of sturges, the, the primary cause of, of their wounds. It seemed that all three belong to separate factions of some kind out of New Stetsville. But you couldn't make out exactly which factions. Out of, out of where? Uh, New Stetsville, the capital of, uh, of Bravoy, the kingdom in which we are. What's a Sturge, exactly? A, st 
A sturge is like a giant monstrous mosquito. Yeah, on steroids. Oh God. We we we, we probably don't know in town. I don't know how common they are. I was gonna ask, bring that up a bit later in character. Be like, Ugh. they're not too common, but um, definitely. Yeah, what I know what it is. Definitely heard stories about sturges before, and that you're pretty sure that Karen was named um, was aptly named by uh, a local who may have run across it or uh, or by it. Uh, which is why it was probably left alone until now. Got it. But yeah, okay, so um, the 30 minutes go by, and during that time, uh, Kay, you're able to find their tracks, and it looks like they head towards the Cairn Hills. Um, we can use your result of that roll as you move forward and get closer to uh, the actual location of, of the hills themselves. Cool. Uh, but... As the, the three of you wait for um, Grognag, you see him. You see him approach, adorned in his uh, in his armor. What, give us a, a, a brief brief description of what that looks like. Of of Rognag in his armor. Yeah, his uh, the armor that he's been very excited about. And maybe as you were walking into your room to grab this stuff, yeah. you saw that that uh, that penny dreadful or uh, a, copper, a copper a copper dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a he sees that. Yeah. He, uh, he, he, <laughs> he, you know, he picks it up and he uh, slides it into his bag. It's a, a nice memento. I'm going to put that on my character <laughs> sheet. Um, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, he, he puts that in and then uh, he opens up his armoire because <laughs> there's no not enough space in this thing for a a closet. Uh, and he like looks around, even though it's like middle of the night. He knows no one's around, but it's 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 his pride and joy. Uh, he pulls uh, open the doors and he sees this like this hanging red cloak pulls it to the side and uh, like a, a shimmery kind of a blue steel look of a breastplate shimmers in the in the candle in his in his room and then he gets busy putting it on it takes a few minutes because it's a heavy piece of armor but he gets it all strapped in and gets the cloak draped around him and then he's like uh uh, let's show the guys. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> as he's heading towards, or then, then he, uh, grabs his, uh, maul that's just kind of leaning up next to his bed as it's been there many times. Um, make sure he's got all his uh, supplies that, uh, he, he set up a small backpack at the, underneath the, the armor, you know, just in case one of those, uh, hope, like a hope chest, but like a hope bag. Gotcha. I was like, I've been dreaming of this my whole time. Uh, and then he he pulls the uh, that that copper dreadful back out and puts it into that backpack. He's like, you know, for luck, yes, you do great things. And then uh, he picks up his weapon, blows out the candles, goes to the door, looks back into the room one last time, and then uh, closes the door and heads out to the the, the street that we're all going to meet up at. But uh, the whole time, trying to like hold the cloak around him as much as possible to kind of hide the armor a bit because he wants to surprise him like a flasher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And uh, you're able to successfully uh, do that without waking up Tagen or, or, his, or his wife. Uh, they are sound asleep. So uh, you you join the rest of the guys at, uh, at Company Road. Hey, guys. Check it out. And he, like, Whips the cape back. <laughs> Check out the armor. <laughs> Took me many years oh. to put this together. 
disguise. It's Looking fanciful as hell tonight. Oh, indeed. It's a second hand, but I spend a lot of time lifting the dirt up, picking it over, and putting it down in the wastebasket. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, dock it. it look, you look magnificent, friend. Look better than Mr. Banana Hammock back at the bar. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> oh, I meant that. Right, quiet, right. Quiet. Yeah, Kay knocks, oh, right. knocks his knuckles on it and gives him yes. a wink. Nicely yes. done. And if you notice, the lack of nipple, very hard to find armor breastplate with no nipple these days. This is classic. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking Batman Beyond ruined that. <laughs> exactly. Shoemakers, shoemakers making all these fucking breastplates. Exactly, exactly. And everyone's copying the shoemaker style. I don't care how influential a halfling he is. You still don't need to have nipples on armor. Well, he should have stuck to making shoes. His shoes were the best. I still uh, w- wish I could uh, have a, uh, a pair of air, air uh, shoemakers. Air shoemakers. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you guys uh, begin your trek down the company road uh, towards the Cairn Hills. And I think that's where we're going to leave it. With our, our hopeful adventurers... Uh, making their way towards this property in the midst of the Cairn Hills to begin their uh, exploration and, and, and discovery of this Whispering Cairn in an attempt to get a jump on any other hopefuls after seeing that trio of adventurers come back with loot and artifacts after um, many years of, of what a lot of people thought uh, had been uh, completely plundered. It seems to be not the case yeah thanks thanks for listening everybody this was another episode of random rolls check out our other stuff devil's elves and dice leave a review on wherever you're listening share with your friends and family leave us some stars or a brief review or both i'd appreciate it and um yeah have a have a have a filthy holiday <laughs> bye thank thanks everyone forget about it yep thank appreciate you everyone you. <laughs> it's been great <laughs> you filthy animals Ta-ta for now. And a happy new year. Oh, is it a problem that my mic was uh, unplugged this whole time? <laughs>